Hello, my friends, Katie Day with the Move Me to Texas team here with another episode of the Real Advice Podcast. I am excited for this week's guest. Some of you may already know him, but he is from Saskatchewan, which if you don't know where that is, that is a place in Canada, a province in Canada. We'll get into a geography lesson on today's podcast, but he has lived in a lot of really cool places um, and has seen a lot and done a lot in the business world and is still pretty young. So I'm not going to give away his age, but he is quite a content creator, real estate agent, and just overall awesome, badass person. Please join me in welcoming one of my good friends from Alberta, Canada. Tyler Hassman, how are you, man? What's going on? Ah, thank you so much, Katie. I'm doing amazing. Uh, I'm super excited to be on here. And yeah, those are some a lot of people in the in the states that are probably like, wait, what is a Saskatchewan? And then some might even be like, what is an Alberta? Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Canada representing. I absolutely love it up here. Um, well, I was gonna I I was gonna get into where the city you're from, but. We can we can save that for later on in the podcast. We yes. don't want to want don't want to dig into that now. So I feel like I'm I'm trying to like YouTube hook people in, you know, like and stay yes. tuned to the end for where Tyler's yes. really from. Absolutely. Um, but only you and I get that joke, and maybe like yeah. a few a few Canadians that actually know where you're from. But anyways, yeah. So for those that may not know you, um, what was your journey getting into kind of like the residential real estate world? Yes, absolutely. So long story short, when I was 18, got into the real estate investing side of things. Um, I wanted to become an agent. And then this guy at this local brokerage I met up with, he's like, nah, you're too young. Like, you should go do something else. Stick to selling cars. So I was a car salesman. So I'm like, wow, realtors are rude. <laughs> so he just like crushed my dreams. And I never went to any other brokerage. So then I was like, well, there's a real estate networking event that's going on. And I don't know what that is. And I went to it and it was about investing. So then long story short, five years later, I got like, sorry, got started in real estate investing at those events. Five years later, had apartment buildings, um, short-term rentals, Airbnbs, a hotel in Costa Rica, just like a massive thing. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And then when COVID hit, lost a lot of stuff. It was devastating. And that's when I had to like reevaluate my life. And that's when I was like, I love real estate. I love marketing. I love doing videos. I love sales. Why not finally become a real estate agent? It was kind of like also that quarter life crisis where I'm like, you know, business absolutely got destroyed not in a good scenario, needing a fresh start, and I'm going to be a real estate agent. Um, so that was September 2021. And um, I've never looked back since. And I'm so glad I made that choice. Because I feel like, you know, if you have the skill set of marketing and sales, being a real estate agent can pay off huge. It's a really, um, really lucrative business, if you're really if you're good at that kind of stuff. So I now looking back, wish I would have started way sooner as a real estate agent. But Still glad I got the chance to start it now. Well, and it's funny your journey that you went from like real estate investor then to real estate agent. Cause I feel like most people, you know, get their license and try to be a realtor for a while. And then finally it takes off, right? For the for the 13% that it actually works out yes. well for them, right? And then once they have some money, they start investing. And so you kind of flipped it in the other way. Yes. And and that's a little surprising to me because like, you know, as much as people say like being a realtor stuff. I think investing in real estate is also tough. Yes. Um, oh yeah. So what advice would you give to people if they're either, if they're, if they're looking to work with investors, right? Like in, in you know, trying to find um, investors that are actually legitimate people that actually have money to invest. Yeah. What, what advice would you give to them? 
I would say like uh, based on like literally six, five, six years of being a full-time investor and working with agents, my biggest frustrate, frustration, frust- oh my God, I can't even talk right now. Frustration. Oh, I'm just, I can't talk right now. Anyways, thing that made me mad the most about agents was that um, I felt like a lot of agents like didn't want to just like, uh, like really work hard. A lot of them were waiting for me to send them properties, waiting for me to do something. Where the agents that we ended up working with, we had never signed a contract with any agents because we didn't want to be locked in with an agent. We're like, no, like bring that stuff to the table and we close on one of those deals. We'll make it happen. Because I did get locked in with an agent and he's like, oh, I'm actually gone for the long weekend. I'd like find a property, an apartment building. Be like, hey, we want more details on this. It's like, oh, like, you know, I'll try and get that to you and this and that. It was just so long. And I'm like, you know, whoever works the hardest is going to get the payday. That was kind of our scenario. So I would say any agents that are looking to work with uh, investors, be that person that's just going all out, like sending them updates all the time, sending them properties, going the extra mile and like um, just going all out with that. Yeah. And I would say that's a big thing. And then the second big thing is like networking events. I think that's the biggest place to find um, really solid investors, the investors that are taking their time to go to these events, because that's all the real estate events that I went to, like the real estate investing ones. That's where I would actually raise the money we'd be doing all these deals with. Okay. So what happened was I would be at these events and we'd have like deals that we have under contract we're working on raising money for. But the majority of people at these events, maybe like 90% of them, they have money, right? They're pharmacists. Some of them are doctors, lawyers. Some of them are even like school teachers that have a bunch of money. And it's just like all these different people. And they like the idea that they can go do it on their own. Yeah. And they have the money, but then they're like, it's a lot of work. And then they see these, I was I have a business partner too. They're like, they see these young guys that have these deals and are willing to do all the work. Hey, well, yeah. let's give the money to you. And then we got connected with the agent. So we were kind of like that portion. So if you're an agent, go to those networking events, right? And be invested in that community of them because a lot of them are going to be like, hey, I got the money. I'm trying to find deals and all this. Um, and you need to be their, their guide to that. So I would say anybody that wants to work with investors, don't just put in your bio, oh, I work with investors, you know, buy, sell, invest, right? Everyone yeah. says that, right? What I would recommend is actually get into that community because once you're in the community of these networking events, you're showing up all the time and you're sponsoring an event, and you're like being an attendee, that's when everything just like will blow up. Even in uh, Saskatchewan, there was a certain agent, Pat, she like would be at all these events. She'd pay all the money to come to the like every seminar, every monthly meetup, she would sponsor. She she then became the one for our group. And then that was where she got all of her business from. Because everyone, even I, I use Pat so much in our fix and flip. We'd always use Pat. We'd always use Pat because she was at the events and she knew it. And once yeah. you're in that community and your network, then it's golden. Like your network is your net worth when dealing with real estate investors and being in the real estate investing industry. Even if you you want to, you're a realtor and you want to be an investor, sure. you got to go all in to grow your networks. That's where you're going to get all the deals. Well, and so that's that's tough. And like the first the first point you had of like you know bring us a deal and then we'll talk. You know, it's it's a, a difficult trade off, I think, or it's a difficult balance because you know almost every investor says that. And so it's yeah. hard as an agent to then to then sniff out and see what investors are actually legitimate. Like, do you actually have money? You know, have you done deals before and things like that? And so, um, but at the same time, the investor's doing the same thing. Like, does does Katie actually know what she's talking about? Has she ever actually yeah. helped someone with, with you know, fix and flips with different types of investments? Um, 
but I, I do think it's important, right? You have to add some sort of value for any client, yeah. especially investors, but for any client, for them to, to want to work with you and want to co- keep coming back to you. So, yes. um, you know, digging a little bit deeper on that of like, you know, if, if I'm an agent, would you say then I'm looking for deals on our MLS or from, from, you know, different sources. And then like, if the numbers work, sending them out to you to be like, Hey, what do you think of this kind of thing? Or what, what do you think is yeah. like the best course you know, because aren't you getting those same deals perhaps from like other investors and things or what? Absolutely. Yes. So I'll give you a, a little example is like um, now I got my agents that I work with here doing everything. But beforehand, there was a group of a few different investors and they're like, hey, we're looking for Airbnb properties downtown Calgary. Right. So right away before I even get on a call with them. Right. I was like, hey, you're looking for Airbnbs and you want to be downtown Calgary. Perfect. Let's get on a call two days from now, right? At this time, awesome. We're getting on a Zoom call. Then the preparation I have up to that is I then made a list of all the different buildings that actually allow Airbnb in the bylaws in downtown. I then went on Airbnb and a website called airdna.co that has all like the Airbnb stats and found the averages for each of those buildings. Now they were rough estimates, obviously, because you know, being from the investment world as well, you never want to give out exact numbers. I'm always like, this is the range, your potential yeah. you could make. Um, but anyways, I would do all that. So I had the buildings that allow it, the different areas, uh, the different potential incomes. And then also I did a, a chat GPT. What's the tourism like in Calgary, Alberta? And then I made it into three different paragraphs. So I made a presentation, it took me like 15, 20 minutes, maybe just super quick. And then I did a video. So I screen recorded with Loom my um, screen and I did a video. I said, hey, guys, like super excited for our call. Just wanted to give you guys some insights here before we get on the call. So then they were like, at first, hey, we contact this Tyler guy with this realtor. They might have contacted more too, interested in getting Airbnbs in Calgary. And then I then sent them this huge thing about market stats, buildings that allow all this stuff, just gave it to them on a platter so that by the time we got on the call, they were blown away. They were already yeah. like, let's get started. We're coming. We're working with you. So then I didn't care about a contract or anything because I gave them so much value. There's no way they want to you know, not work with me. So then what happened from that is they actually sent that video to a friend in Ontario. And then that nice. friend sent to another friend. The next thing you know, it was like this whole investor group. That was like, wow, we want to work with this guy. Yep. And it's because I just cut straight to straight to it, right? I even as like a when I was an investor, like the, the agents would always ask all of these qualifying questions before we've actually even like done anything. Like you said, like uh, the investor wants to make sure the realtor's qualified, the realtor wants to make sure the investor's qualified. So I like to take that first step now as an agent to be like, hey here's some really quick things to show I'm qualified instead of saying it, I'm going to show you. And then from there, so then when I talked to that investor group, then I was like, hey, if you guys are coming down, how many are you? What's the scenario? Awesome. Here's some contracts because this is going to be a whole weekend thing. I need to work exclusively with you. I'm a busy guy. No problem. They signed it. They were super excited. They they don't want to work with anyone else because I already gave them that value. So that was something that really frustrated me with uh, when I was an investor dealing with agents. None of them wanted to give that value first because at the end of the day, the investor is the uh, uh, customer and the customer is always right. Right. (laughs) So I would say as any agents give that value and show that value and then you can hook them in to then be like, okay, cool. Now I give you all this, like, you know, what does it look like for funding? Do you have the down payment? Have you done this before? And they're going to feel a lot more open because you already gave, you know, it's almost, that's my big thing is give before you can get. 
Well, I mean, I think there are so many like good takeaways in that. So one airdna.co, right. Yes. To look at air, because like sometimes, you know, I'll just pull up Airbnb and be like, you know, Hey, this, this property is a million dollars and Airbnb, you know, the nightly rates a yeah. hundred bucks. The numbers just don't work. Right. But yes. you know, airdna is going to give you a little bit more uh, data into the entire area or that building or whatever it may be. And like yeah. everything that you just said, like, doesn't take that long. Right. No. If you're familiar with the market, you may already actually know which buildings do and don't allow it. Yep. And, and that showing before trying to just tell them, um, yep. you know, and giving them value before asking then those questions. And, and, you know, I think those questions still need to be asked, right? But like, you're yes. just doing it rather than being like, before I get on a call with you, before I, you know, give you anything, like, let me, let me know all of these things, right? But yep. like, yeah, I can totally see how they would be way more apt to answer those questions once they're like, oh, this guy, this guy's legit, right? Yes. Um, you know, we, we definitely do want to work with him. so. So yeah. Um, but that's, I think that's, that's just always difficult. Um, yeah. you know, I, I, like, I know I've, I like every investor when I'm like, okay, like, let's talk a little bit about what you're looking for. It's always like, well, if the numbers work, we'll buy it. And if you find me a property, I'll sign a, a buyer, you know, a buyer rep agreement. And I'm like, okay, well, like, have you ever flipped a property before? Like, yeah, I know. And honestly, the, that's, that's one thing that is pretty frustrating because even when I was at all these networking events, when I was an investor, there are a lot of tire kickers. There is a lot of work. Yeah. And that's why it's actually funny. I prefer as an agent now not to work with investors. And the reason why is it is so much more work because it's not emotional, right? Yeah. So next thing you know, God, yeah. they're like, oh, this, oh, this is too high. Oh, we want this. Oh, well, we actually rent reran our numbers we don't want to do this or oh this or it's just all these things where i love working with like just normal buyers because they're just like we want something that's in this budget something that just feels good and looks good and that's makes sense right yeah. and i'm just like hell yeah but then like the good thing is too is that like i feel like when you do give a bunch of value and you do kind of wow them at the start you can start weeding out those like strong investors and not strong and I just simply don't waste my time. Like I've had some people too, where they're like, oh, well, I don't know if the numbers, are, oh, this and that. I'm like, actually it does work. And like, if you want to just keep on spending tires, you know, I'm sorry, there's another agent you can work with or here's yeah. someone else. Because that's why I like having quality over quantity with investor clients. Because those investor clients from Ontario I was telling you about, out, they then the one day call me like, hey, Tyler, we're about to sign a contract with this one builder to get three uh, condos. Um, and we, can you like quickly call them just because we want to make sure your name is down as an agent. And I yeah. called them and I was like, hey, I called the building. Hey, my clients like we're talking to you. It's like, oh yeah, no, yeah, we'll put your name down. I did three deals without even doing anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, we want to sell one of them now. And it's yeah. like, because I got like those serious people, I now don't need a bunch of the amateur ones. Um, so you will, as you get going, start finding those one, two, three investors. Like all you need is honestly three to five like strong investors and then yeah. like stop fishing with for more investors. Money and, yeah, with actual you know, money. Yeah, with actual money. Other investment. Um, exactly. I feel like that investors, especially new ones, have like this this sixth sense to just to, to sniff out like brand new agents, you know, because I always feel like oh, it's yeah. like when you first get in, you're like, oh man, this is gonna this is gonna pan out. And it's like, you know, yeah. after you've run 50 CMAs and done like market research, you're like, this isn't nothing's gonna happen here. I've yeah. I've been wasting my and time. But do you know what? One thing I also do really quick on that is I um, like that investor group I was telling you about, the reason why I did that video is because like I immediately know and was like boom. There are some people that will reach out and be like, hey, I'm looking for a, you know, I want to buy a home with a basement suite and, you know, can you run some numbers and do all this stuff? I then will tell them, I'll be like, hey, I can provide you with the listings and some ranges, but you need to run your own numbers. 
I will not run your numbers for you. I will yeah. not give you the projections. So that's something I do because being from an investor standpoint, that's like a huge thing when I was raising money, you gotta be very careful about what you project and what you do. So that's why whenever I'm working with investor clients, if they don't know how to run numbers or any of that, I personally, there's no right or wrong, but I personally, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't work with you. I can only give ranges. I'm not going to give you exactly this, exactly this, exactly this. I want to work with people that know how to run the numbers because then all of a sudden I get clients that I'm working with that are like, hey, Tyler, I'm looking to buy, you know, an investment property with a basement suite. And they're just like, you know, uh, send me some property. They send them properties and then they send me their spreadsheet with all their numbers and analytics. And they're like, what do yeah. you think of this? So I'm like, hey, I can confirm this is right. I want to work with people yeah. like that because what I don't also want to happen is me run the numbers, give them the projections. They have no idea what's going on. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, our insurance is actually $100 more a month. And then all of a sudden this is a little more per month. Oh my God, we have to replace the, the front lawn and now we're not making any money, but you said we'd make this much per year. It could be a disaster. So I don't like working with beginner investors that don't know how to run their own numbers that just want to be like, I want to invest in real estate. Let me go find an agent to do everything for me, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, and that's um, when investors come come to me and they, they say that like, oh, well, can you provide me with this? I'm like, generally we give them like, this is what the range for rent looks like. Yes. like they have their own, own spreadsheets. Like also yes. Google rental ROI spreadsheets. <laughs> like you can, you can, you can grab them, you know? Um, oh yeah. So it's always yeah. interesting to see, you know, kind of the different levels. Anyways, I feel like we should, we should switch gears. We've, we've dug in yes. deep on this. Um, and I, I mean, I think that you obviously just gave a lot of good information, but I also think that you, um, you're kind of like sweet spot is short form video and, and, and marketing. And like, so your first year of real estate, you sold 67, 62. How many properties did you sell? 62. 62 properties in your first full year of real estate, first 12 months of real estate, which I think is absolutely epic. Congratulations. Thank you. So good. Busy year. Busy year. And everyone's like, my God, how do I do that? What's your secret sauce? The secret sauce is like doing the complete opposite of what everyone else is doing. That's, that's it. When I first got my license, I was like, I'm going to look different than every other agent in my market. And I'm going to do what's new and what's exciting. Because right away, I was like, hey, I was talking to different agents, different brokers and all this before I got my license. And everyone was like, yeah, no, the best ways are like the traditional ways of door knocking, cold calling, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, mailers, all these other things, which work, right? But I was like, A, I don't have the money. And B, like, how am I supposed to outbeat the, you know, the other agents that are running way more Facebook ads in my market because they have way more money to burn? How am I supposed to outbeat them? And like, I don't want to spend all this money. And I honestly, the last thing I want to do is go door knock, cold call and do all that. I'm like, I feel like that's annoying people. I'm like, I I can't, I don't want to do that. And then that's when I was on um, just Instagram and TikTok, like always. And I was like, I love home tours. I love videos like this. Like, why are people not like doing this here? And I know there was a bunch of agents in LA and like Florida, showing these big homes. But I was like, I feel like there's a way, like there's, there's gotta be something there. Because in my previous career, that's when I would like do videos when nobody else was doing them, talking about the Saskatchewan market, talking about deals. And that's where investors would come and contact me and be like, hey, I saw your video. This is awesome. Like, so I was like, why are people not going all more all in on video in my market? And then obviously you, you did have like Brad and Brad McCallum and like some other people doing YouTube. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I'll try YouTube. And then I'm also going to try TikTok and Instagram uh, Reels, right? So I'm going to try, I don't even think Instagram Reels is actually a thing then. 
Uh, but anyways, I was like, I'm going to try this. So when I first got the, my license, I was like, first off, branding 101, I need to be different. I'm, you know, I'm not going to look like every other agent. And I also then took what my, like, from previously being an investor and being a, uh, you know, a yeah. client of real estate agents and a prospect of looking at properties. I was like, what do I not like about agents? And I wrote it all down. <laughs> Number one thing was them talking about themselves. I'm like, just show the damn property. Right. I was always frustrated in all the videos I watched, not, not YouTube because YouTube is different. Right. I'm talking short form videos. Yeah. I was always frustrated by agents being like, uh, you know, Hey, my name is Tyler Hassan from real broker here in Calgary, Alberta. Behind me is my listing at one, two, three Smith street. Now it is absolutely beautiful. It's on a really nice street and they're just going on and on and on. And then they like, then after that, they just throw that's like, like 20 seconds. That's I like... know. And then they throw like three or four drone shots. And then it's just like quick shots of the bedroom, kitchen, whatever. I'm like, but what is what I'm like, I didn't get to actually yeah. see it. So that's when I loved like watching those like real estate content creators where they would just showcase the actual walkthrough of the flow of the property. So when I got started, I immediately went into that. I just had my phone and just started filming properties. And I didn't know if it was going to work or what the response would be. And then at the same time, I was also at this properties doing long form YouTube videos as well with my phone. So I did the YouTube videos and the short form. So I was just throwing the TikTok up there and then uh, doing my YouTube videos, which took a lot longer. YouTube was like, after a month, like three subscribers, 20 views on each video is brutal. And I was like, why is everyone hyping up YouTube? This shit sucks. And then finally, TikTok, all of a sudden, like 10,000, 30,000 views, 40,000 views, 1,000 subscribers. And then I started getting messages being like, hey, I saw your TikTok video. Like, can I get more information on the property? And I was like, what? This works. And I remember my first lead I ever got. I was just so excited. And that was probably three weeks into posting. So then I just kept on posting every single day consistently, every single day, no matter what. And then all of a sudden, at like end of month one, I had this couple, well, brother and sister from out of province. Like, hey, we saw your video. This is super cool. Uh, we're coming in next weekend. Can we view some properties? And I was like, hell yeah. So we get on a call and next thing you know, they both hell ended yeah. up buying uh, properties. And that was like a $7,500 payday on each one. So about like 15,000 bucks. And I didn't have any expenses because I was just using my phone and editing my own videos. So it was like a huge payday and it got me out of that rut. And I just kept on going at every single day, no matter what. I was relentless with that. I still am. And then by like month three or four also became a really hot market here in uh, Calgary as it did everywhere else. And being it was a hot market, it was very easy for me to close a lot of deals. But the biggest thing is, is that I was a new agent so that, you know, people knew about me because I was all over social media, right? Yeah. So people were flocking here from Ontario, BC, and even here in Calgary, just buying properties like crazy. So people were just seeing my face everywhere. They're contacting me selling. I would sell properties without even meeting the person or them being here. They'd be like, hey, I saw that video you did of that condo. Like, I want to put an offer. And I'm like, cool. You got an agent? They're like, no. I'm like, cool. It's not even my listing. So I'll represent you. And the next thing yeah. you know, we closed deals. And then like, it was crazy. Because then like by month four, I think at month four, I closed like 13 deals. It was insane. And then it well, was so, just like insane. So one thing that you said is you were like, you didn't see a lot of people doing video consistently and and yes. you mentioned then later on in what you just said that you posted a video every single day and so i yeah. want you to, to to clarify that for everyone that's listening because they're like okay they've probably gone and paused the podcast and looked you up on instagram and they're like oh like cool he does short form video that's awesome i could probably do like that like once a week or something so i just want to clarify yeah. you're posting yes. every single day 
but you're yes. posting a video tour every single day. Oh, yes. Oh, I should clarify. Yes. It's a video tour every single day. So I, um, on my presentation in Houston there, it was 354 videos. I think I posted in my first in, year. In so like a few days. Five days. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So there was some I missed because I got sick or like Christmas, holidays, Remembrance Day, like certain holidays I don't want to post on. Um, but anyways, yeah. So then that translated to, I think, 5.6 videos per deal. It equaled out to the math or something. I got to look at it. But anyways, so I, that's the biggest thing is like doing it every single day. Even now there are times I miss now because I'm in a different position, but I still try and post every day. Yesterday was two property tours I posted. So it's like, that's the thing is like, even now, a lot of people might be like, okay, but Tyler, you said like, nobody else was doing it. You were the first one somewhat in your market to do it and all that. And now everyone's doing it. But here's the thing. I still think there's a, this big golden era, if not more right now, because nobody else is doing it consistently. Like that's the biggest thing. I don't get scared at, even in my own market, uh, there's so many people here in Calgary that are doing it. And I don't worry or get scared because I know that there's only going to be maybe out of a hundred agents, three that actually go every day consistent and do it better every day. So that's why I don't worry. And that's why you see, like, um, we were just talking before here, there's a, a John Coleman out in Washington, right? At, was that a month and a half ago at the Real Estate Video Blueprint, the greatest event on earth for realtors. And he, like, way surpassed his goals. Went from 1,000 followers to 4,000. He's getting hundreds of thousands of views collectively on all of his videos yeah. because he left the event. He did videos every single day and is improving each video every single day. And now he's blowing up. It's not, And there's a video I saw this morning and it was about like uh, excellence isn't summarized. I got to summarize this, but like excellence isn't from doing some crazy, amazing thing and like discovering yeah. gold. It's about doing something that's very boring, but consistent. It's like at the gym, people look at bodybuilders they're like, oh my God, this person must have done something crazy. But you go to the gym, they're literally doing the same workout that like someone that you know is weak is doing but it's just because they did it nonstop every day and did the reps so even me i'm no different and the only thing is that i just do it consistently and never stop and it just compounds into something bigger well so i feel like everyone that's listening right now is like well holy shit like there's no way i can i can shoot 300 videos post one every day like that's ridiculous i have a business i have a family i have a this i have a that and so when you go to shoot tell tell yeah Break down like you say you you go out to a community, a builder community, right? And there's yeah. there's 15 homes in that community. Yes. Do you do you shoot one every day or how does that how do you shoot those? Yes. So prime example, when I flew into Houston, immediately got the rental vehicle from the airport, drove over to Conroe, I think it is Conroe, Texas. Anyways, north of Houston. And there is um the builder I was talking to, just sent him a DM on Instagram. And then we get there and then the guy's like, yeah, you can film uh, our show home. And then we also have like 17 homes that are just like sitting there empty. And I'm like, wow. So uh, if I was an agent there, I would have filmed every single one. And that was that one community. And then he's like, oh, there's another community like 10 minutes away. They oh, also have like tons 20 of, homes. I mean, here, I mean, in a lot of, in a lot oh, of my, cities, there's so much new construction. It's insane. So um, obviously I was doing it for just for purposes of the event and stuff. And I'm not going to do 17 videos there. But anyways, I did the show home. And then I was in and out because you got to think it's one, sometimes it's two takes, but I walk through and just do one like walkthrough video. If you watch them, it's one take. It just goes through. And when I say two takes, if I mess up, then I'll go back to the front of the house and start again. But that takes anywhere from five to 10 minutes with me doing the intro out front as well, just to film. So then I can 
And so, so pause for one second. So yeah, yeah. it takes five to 10 minutes now for like a yes. two to 2,500 square foot house, right? Because obviously yes. if it's a 5,000 or 8,000 square foot house, it's going to take you longer than that. Yeah. But in the beginning, how long was it taking you? Maybe only 10 to 15. Because okay. at the end of the day, I'm just walking through the property. You know what I mean? So even when I first started, if you go way down in my TikTok or Instagram, you'll see when I first started, the quality of the videos was not nearly as good. I didn't do the right routes and all that. But at the end of the day, I'm still doing the same thing. or just walking through the property. So the only reason why now I'm a lot quicker is because I'm like more familiar with layouts and I know where yeah. I want to go. But like when you're first starting, like watch, like watch my video and then just be like, hey, there's a similar home here. This is what I'm going to do. So like, you know, walking through a property just with your phone, it's not going to take too long, maybe 10, 15 minutes once you figure out the plan. The only thing that might take time is when you're out front of the house doing the intro on what you're going to say. Yeah. Sometimes I even I like, like even at the beginning of this uh, podcast, I'm going to get my words together. Same thing. And sometimes I'm out front of a property for like so long because I can't say the right thing. And I'm like, I don't like the look of that. There's shade. There's, you know, the sun's too like bright and there's all these things. Um, but like in Texas, when I was at that uh, community, I did the show home. 10 15 minutes with the intro and then there was three homes side by side and the guy unlocked them and those were quick so it was like the exact same floor plan almost yeah and i just went in out in out in out in out and then also did the um uh outsides and then i was probably there for max an hour with chit-chatting to the sales guy and then i went into a target because they had uh wi-fi there in canada i didn't have the best data on my phone went into a target in the produce aisle it was nice and cold and edited the video and that maybe took like 10 minutes now if you're new it'll probably take you 20 minutes maybe edit it but it only took me like 10 minutes and then i uploaded on that wi-fi posted so you gotta think that within an hour or so i basically shot and had ready four or five four videos and like if i just would have spent a morning there you gotta think that's four videos an hour yeah. imagine if you spent three hours and a lot of people like the biggest thing is is like Agents that are absolutely crushing it right now, right? And they're just like making all this money. They're closing hundreds of deals a year. And like, oh, I'm trying to find the time to do it. I need to hire it out. I'm like, yeah, like good for you. I get agents all the time that like aren't closing deals, are struggling to make money. And they're like, oh, I'm getting no leads. Like, but I don't have the time. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have the time? Like, obviously what you're doing now is not working. I even had an agent here. It's like, oh man, like uh, I I was trying to mentor him and help him out. And He's like, oh, I don't have time. Like, you know, I was hoping to post today, but I won't be able to. And like this. And I'm like, why? He's like, oh, I'm going to be handing out flyers and be door knocking. I'm like, no, you need, if you're a beginner agent and you really want to go all in, you got to like go all in on that one thing. You yeah. can't be doing all these things. And I think that's another thing I always forget to mention. I went all in on this one thing. I bet everything. It's like a classic saying. I don't know if you guys say it down there, but I bet the farm on this one thing, right? I was like, I'm going all in on just videos. So I had nothing but time to do videos. I didn't do videos, cold calling, door knocking, mailers, email lists. Later on, like Tom Perry said, you got to build that lasagna and have layers, but make sure you don't have like a shitty lasagna of like, you know, gross ground beef, your cheese is outdated. You don't have much cheese, you know, really get that first layer good. So if you're struggling right now and you're not getting many leads from doing what you're doing right now, then what do you have to lose to go all in on this other thing or even go all in on it? And then that extra time you have, then try and do some other other ways of doing it. But like, it doesn't take much time, but you got to commit to it for it to work. Well, and that's like, I mean, the half-ass effort, right? Across the board, right? Of like, mm. 
okay, I'm going to go door knocking once and it didn't, it didn't work. So I'm never totally. going to go door knocking again. But if you go yeah. back door knocking to the same neighborhood every week for the next, you know, three months or four months or six months, yeah. I can guarantee you people are going to transact with you. Right. So if you, Absolutely. if you make one short form video tour and you didn't use a gimbal and it's jumpy and it sucks, yes. you should probably still post it, but like go get the gimbal and then do more. And so, you know, you, you took an hour or so, which, you know, I think if, if I went to go do that today, it would probably take me two hours, but if I took yep. two hours and then had four or five videos to then post, that's an entire week's worth of content. So exactly. it's not like it's taking you five hours every single no. week to, to do this, you know? And so if you are going out and showing homes or you're going out and previewing properties for clients, or you're doing things like that, you can get one or two or three or four, and then have this kind of bucket of content that's, that's, queued up for like, I've got yes. one for Friday, one for Saturday, one for Monday, one for Tuesday, yeah. um, kind of, kind of buffer so that you're not like shooting and, uh, you know, posting on the same day. Well, exactly. And that's the thing is like, I would go out because as a new agent, you have nothing to do there. I would literally spend from like, uh, like 9am till 6pm. I would literally be shooting homes. There was times I had like 30 property tours in my draft folder. Because yeah. I'm like, what else is there to do? And sometimes I, like, I had so many. I was like posting twice a day even. But I think that's the thing is like, you know, if you want it bad enough, like you got to actually want it and go all in on it and post every day and post consistently and try and get better. Um, and it's not for everyone. And if it's not for you, then you got to go back to, you know, doing a different way of prospecting. But if, if it's one of those things that you just want to go to different thing, like, you know, you know, shiny object syndrome of doing yeah. cold calling and switching to this, switching to this, it's not going to work. You got to go all in on just door knocking on just cold calling or on just, you know, um, uh, making videos because yeah. we only have so much time during the day. And I feel like it's better to be per, uh, more of a, a perfectionist at one thing than the jack of all trades and a master of none. Yeah. I think that's a really big thing. Um, and I think it's got to align with what you want to do. Cause if you don't like making videos, it's going to show and you're not in your videos. You, you can tell yeah. you don't like it. And you're not going to feel like encouraged to go make videos where I love it. Like I travel around and make videos. That's my thing. And that's, I think why. And like, if you don't like it, maybe you'll learn to like it. Um, but I, I really do think it beats a lot of the other traditional ways of door knocking or cold calling. I don't know about you guys, but some people love, love that. They're like, Tyler, I love what you do, but man, I can never make videos. I love cold calling people. And I'm like, there you go. That's good. good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, the, the failure rate in real estate is 87% fail, you know? And so that's the 13% really focus in on their thing, right? And the longer yeah. that they're in real estate, they add in more layers and more lead pillars and more things, right? And so, you know, whether that's you going from short form video to, I don't think you're going to start cold calling, but then like adding on different things with that, right? Um, again, it just, too many people get that shiny object syndrome and yeah. just bounce from thing to thing. So yeah, I just want to reiterate that Tyler in his first year did over 350 videos in 365 nice. days of the year. Um, so, you know, doing one a week probably isn't going to cut it and bring you yeah. 60 deals, you know? Exactly. And it's so funny. I always tell people, they're like, did you really do that? I'm like, go to my page. Go to my it, Instagram, yeah. go to my TikTok. If you look at the dates, there might be some that it's skipped, but it's because sometimes videos get taken down or I will have the builder or agent be like, hey, the home sold. Do you mind taking it down? We don't want it up no more and all that. But you'll yeah. see as you scroll, even to this day, I'm almost, even now, like I'm almost every day, even now. There are times where I'm missing because like traveling and like other things I have going on now, but like pretty much almost every day I'm posting now. 
And uh, I, I'm telling you, like, if you took, did what I did and like made a commitment to yourself of like 60 days, I'm going to post every single day and actually try and get better and look at the videos and think how I can improve. I can almost guarantee you'll have these results. Like we're having other, I've helped seven agents in my market alone have six figure years within the first couple of years in real estate yeah. just from doing this without spending any money. I've also had even just John Coleman, prime example from Houston. The event was like a month and a half ago. The guy is thriving right now. And it's because he's one of the few that actually went and did it. He went all in on it, right? There's some that right after the event, they did it for like a week. And I was like, keep going. Yeah, send me them. I'll give you some more feedback. And I'm like, oh, I'm busy doing this. I'm busy doing this. I'm like, yeah. well, you know, and I get it. But at the end of the day, if you really want to build this, because it's good to have this as your first layer, because it also builds your brand. Because even now, if my goal was to just have like a really big uh, base here in Calgary and sell a ton of homes and build a big team, imagine now I have like, I, I hire some of my salespeople to do cold calls or mailers. They're going to recognize the guy in the hat. They say my yeah. name. I already have that then. So the cold calls and then even door knocking me, imagine me showing up at some of these doors. You're like, Oh my God, I see your TikTok. Like, this is awesome. Right. So that's a really good base too. So like you're saying is like, if I did want to build this big thing, which I isn't in my wheelhouse, then I absolutely can now leverage that and really just dominate this market. Um, but yeah. Hey, you may be onto something there. I know. I know. Maybe onto something. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. Switching gears a little bit. Um, you're, you're a very positive guy. What is something that you either listen to or read or like something that you feel like is a like good thing for real estate agents to, to like tune into, you know, if they're looking for like some motivation. Absolutely. So a big thing is, uh, I'm a big Bob Proctor and Earl Nightingale fan. So I'm huge into personal development. I've taken many of their courses. Um, I'm like a junkie for that kind of stuff. So I would say that um, Think and Grow Rich is an amazing book you can go and get. Uh, Bob Proctor on YouTube, it's called uh, Born Rich and Seminar. And you search it up, it's like six hours and this is on there. Oh my God, it's amazing. Um, and then also uh, uh, Joe Dispenza. He has some really good like spiritual stuff um you know just really getting you in the right mindset and i think that was the biggest thing because i um got into personal development early on because it's like entrepreneurship my whole life it's always highs and lows highs and lows and i really needed that personal development to keep me going and keep me positive and keep that energy um because even before i got started as an agent like we had covid business failure started up something else after that that failed other 25 like hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt not knowing what i'm going to do there was times i didn't want to get out of bed and that was when I like picked up Joe Dispenza's books, got some of his courses, his meditations. And then I just became like an animal. So when I was doing those videos, people might have been like, oh, I, in my whole story, I didn't mention, I had a bike, a $50 bike from Facebook Marketplace. I didn't have a car and I'm biking to these things. And there was so many times I wanted to quit. I was like crying. I'm like, this sucks. I hate this. And I, what kept me going was everything I learned from that personal development. Yeah. Because you got to focus on that future that, you know, the current situation isn't forever. So I think that's the biggest thing. And that really made me uh, realize, you know, how to just show up more happier and be be a, be my best version whenever I'm doing something, even though sometimes you have a bad day. Yeah. No, I think the, the, the two biggest takeaways, the consistency, and then just you've got to do it no matter how you feel. Oh, yeah. It needs to get done. Oh yeah. Even, even at the Houston, when we, when we got off the uh, plane and we get our rental car, we're not knowing where we're going. 
I'm so sweaty and gross. I'm flying all day. Didn't even eat yet, but I have to quickly make it before the show homes close at like seven. And I'm like, oh, and I open up the trunk. I'm like changing in the middle of this residential street. And literally, if they would have been recorded before I like did my intro of the house, I'm like, oh, I just want to be at the hotel. I do not want to do this. And then like <laughs> camera, camera's on. I'm like, this is what 293,000 gets you here in, in, in Houston. Let's go check it out. And then after yeah. I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. I'm done. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you gotta push, you gotta push because like tomorrow you'll wish you would have started today. That's what I always yeah. think about. I'm like, you know, even, even, uh, yesterday I had a super long day of just, I had to go film stuff. I was driving here, driving here and I'd edit this, edit this. And I did not want to do any of that just because it's been so much going on lately. And, uh, today I am like, patting myself on the back i'm like i'm so glad i pushed through and like yeah. went through and actually got it done so i think that's a big thing no that's huge that's huge okay i'm gonna hit you with one other yes. question if it were your last meal on earth what would you be eating oh my god Ooh, i like that wow oh i would probably say like a like a really good pizza that's it like an all dress like just like everything on it that would be probably my last thing with like a Coke, ice cold Coke and a pizza. I could, I could be like, I'm good. I like it. All yeah. right. So for those that may not follow you online, what's the best place? Where's the best place for them to connect with you on, on social? Yeah. Instagram at Tyler Hassman. Very simple. Make sure it's my actual account. So just like it has 55,000 followers. I think right now scroll down and make sure that the videos have been posted for a while because there are some, fake accounts out there, but at Tyler Hassman and you'll see me on there and you can always send me a message and we can always connect. Awesome. Tyler. Well, thank you so much for your time today and sharing. Um, I, I assume that half the people watching the podcast right now already went on Amazon to pick up like a, a stabilizer for their phone to yes. try to, oh, yeah. you know, start making some, yep. some short form video, but, um, you know, definitely connect with Tyler. Um, on videos. He is a wealth of knowledge, but thank you so much for your time and all of your knowledge today. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much.